Get ready to get real about life, love, and the pursuit of your dreams. It's go time. Your session with the Dream Queen has now begun. You are listening to the Live Love Dream Go podcast with Ariel Ramsey. Hello and welcome to the Live Love Dream Go podcast. This is your girl Ariel Ramsey, the Dream Queen, and it is go time. The, the Live Love Dream Go podcast is a combination of an advice column mixed with life coaching in a setting that's like hanging out with your best friends. The goal of this show is to leave you with some action items to help you dream bigger or just simply dream again. This is the first episode of season one. And to celebrate, I brought my girls on this show and we're calling it Asking for a Friend. We're doing this roundtable style and each of us will take turns asking a question and weighing in on each of those questions. With me today, we have Ashley, an author and speaker from Cincinnati, Ohio. We have Brandy, a higher education professional from Ohio. Brittany, an attorney and mediator from Cleveland, Ohio. Dominique, a strong and courageous woman from Cincinnati, Ohio. And of course, me. I'm Ariel Ramsey, author, speaker, serial entrepreneur, and the dream queen. I am from Cleveland, Ohio, but currently have made Chicago my home. And this is asking for a friend. So let's open it up. Brittany, what's your question? Okay, so my question, asking for a friend. Why do successful and accomplished women consistently give the wrong men a chance? Um, I've been putting some thoughts to this question because I've seen um, a lot of really highly educated and successful women uh, just kind of strike out in the dating game. So I'm wondering, is it a lack of self-esteem? Is it desperation? Um, Maybe not wanting to seem like a prude? Or could it be something else entirely? Maybe there's um, believing in the facade, maybe, that men first put up. Um, So I don't know, just asking for a friend. Why, Why does that happen? Anybody want to take this first? So I have some thoughts. <laughs> Thank you for posing that question, Brittany. Um, this has been like a conversation in my family and friends and even within like the professional network um, of friends that I have. This keeps coming up because I work with a lot of single women and um and, and then a lot of them who either were single moms or don't have children at all because they were so focused on their career and so career driven. I think that's wonderful. But then at their age, I would many of them say, you know, that it's not, um, it's not um, necessarily it, something that they feel was a benefit at this point in their life. Like maybe they wanted to have children, but they waited too late or they were dating, but it wasn't the priority at the time their career was. Um, And then for others, I hear women just talk about the fact of, you know, who who are you dating? And so then it seems like it becomes a matter of, I don't want to say show, but just to be able to say that you have someone 
And then sometimes I just wonder if it comes out of being lonely. Like, you know, I've advanced in my career. I feel like I deserve this. So why settle? Or I'm at this point in my career where I have everything. This man doesn't have to have everything because I could take care of myself kind of thing. And so then it's just a matter of, well, you know, I deserve someone, I'm going to have someone, and it doesn't necessarily matter if he has everything. I don't know. I've heard all of these different things. I think for myself, I still believe in keeping hope alive, like just making sure that I'm making emotionally and healthy decisions when it comes to relationships because that has an impact not only on myself but other people around me because I feel like as as women people are looking to all of this I know I enjoy watching how all of you all have grown and so just being an example and making sure like you know we're making healthy decisions that have long-lasting positive effects on our children or future children future families but those are just some thoughts. I would like to say um, that I think hope is the biggest thing that that accomplished women struggle with because you might meet somebody and they might be sending their representative and um, you fall in love with this potential, with this possibility, and then you get all hopeful and you start planning your wedding and you start writing your last name on stuff and boom, the representative is gone and you're left with this person that has flaws and that disappoints you. So we get so hopeful and so caught up that, you know, you know, you can't, you, you can't even fall out of love because you're so excited or, you, you know, you don't see what's really there because you're so excited about the potential and the possibilities. That's my thought. This is Aya. I apologize. I didn't introduce myself. Ariel, this is Brittany. Can I add like a follow-up piece to that? Sure. Or ask a follow-up question. Um, do you guys feel like, um, especially being like, in our 30s, and um, Brandy had mentioned um, people having careers and maybe getting started a little late as far as the family and dating thing goes. Um, do you feel like a lot of times women kind of scale back themselves to be more accommodating and then maybe end up getting disappointed that way because uh, we're not really giving our full selves either because it's kind of like we don't want to run somebody off. We don't want to scare anybody because we like, you know, these super educated and career-driven women. Do you feel like that could be a part of it too? This is Dominique. I, um, that's a good question. And I think, um, I, th- I'll just speak from my personal experience. Um, I think the older I get, I think my priorities and what I'm looking for kind of shift. So, you know, when I was in my twenties, you know, I wanted that guy who had the master's degrees at least, (laughs) if not more than that, you know, basically in a nutshell (laughs) who met where I am educationally, professionally, financially, you know, in terms of, you know, dreams, goals, aspirations or whatnot. But um, as I get older, you know, those superficial things aren't so, or aren't as important. And I think I value friendship 
you know, over a lot of those, um, a lot of those things I named. So, yeah, um, I think, I think, I mean, it, 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 quite frankly, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, women, you know, especially black women compared to, you know, black men, you know, we do tend to, um, find success, um, a lot easier academically and professionally. And it's just, you know, it's difficult to find someone who's on our level, but I feel like, you know, if you find a friend in someone, you know, who may not have the same achievements you have, but as long as that person is successful, um, I think, um, I think it's okay. I th- and I think it could work. And I don't think you necessarily have to feel bad or feel like you're settling, you know, for someone who isn't, you know, on your level academically, professionally, financially. Like I want to snap, but I don't know how this going to come across on the podcast. So <laughs> I'll refrain. <laughs> so I want to throw my opinion in. And of course, this is the dream queen. So I think one of the things is we have this idea that we're on a clock, right? And we have certain deadlines and timelines when certain things need to occur. And when the when we pass those things and we haven't gotten those things, like I'm I was technically Ariel was supposed to be married by 22, and at this age I was already supposed to have had like my seventh child. Like this, <laughs> these are the plans that I had when I was in my 20s, right? Like I'm like, yes, I'm gonna get married. I'm gonna have all the kids. I'm gonna marry a pastor. We gonna have a church. I'm gonna be this first lady. <laughs> Baby, if that would have happened, oh, no, like, no, girl, no, girl. I'm so glad God said no, (laughs) because I don't, looking at the way I've developed and how I've got, you know, how I am now, I can't even bet, like, I don't, I barely like being around myself, let alone seven kids, so I'm like, okay, so, but, you know, there, there's still, like, this thing kind of in the back of my head, like, okay, you know, I'm about to, I'm, I'm technically mid-30s at this point. And I'm like, huh. So, did the relationship thing a couple times and long-term, and it didn't quite work out the way I'd anticipated. No babies, so I don't have kids. And it's like, well what am I going to do? And so I feel like a lot of women in my shoes, what they end up doing is, excuse me, they are so enamored with the idea of being married that they will take whatever. They will make whatever work. They will make whatever happen. I kid you not. I, I know somebody that I, oof, I was like, oh, girl, don't do it. <laughs> she, was, she was there and she was like, I was like, I don't, I don't think you should. Okay. As long as you're happy, but oh, she, I did not want her to get married. Y'all. I'm not going to lie. And I don't know if anybody else has had this experience, but I didn't want her to get married. And she got married anyway. I kept on telling her before the marriage, I was like, you sure? I love him. Okay. <laughs> you know, and then not even a year later, you know, they sitting here thinking about divorce. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we have this idea that like getting married is like the ultimate, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. 
right? Because we have arrived when we become, when we get married. And sometimes it's not even all about that, you know? Um, And I think once we become at peace with ourselves, at peace with our God, at peace with kind of the station in life that we're at, it usually happens after that. At least I've been told, you know? And so um, I guess my advice to a lot of professional women out there who are, you know, still looking and still um, trying to find the one or have the one find them, honey child work on you. If there are some areas in your life that you know is a little crunchy, um, go work that out. Go get you some counseling child. Go get you, go, go to the gym, you know, <laughs> do the thing, do the things that you, you know, you need to do for your body. Work on self care because I know for a fact, watching my beautiful, beautiful friends with children, when those babies come in, it, it takes a lot of your time, you know? And so if you start this ritual of self care now, it helps. You're going to have a whole husband, a whole one, you know? So you might want to, you might want to learn how to take care of your whole self before you have a whole husband. So. I, I want to kind of like add on to what you were saying. This is Brandy. Um, and I think just speaking, I mean, personally, like, unplanned pregnancy wasn't really even realistically at the time like seeking a relationship but that happened turned into a long-term relationship turned into having a baby um and even still I feel like all along the way you are learning yourself I don't know that you ever really stop learning and even as you're learning whether you're in a relationship or not, um, whether you're when you become a mother or even before becoming a mother, I don't know that any of that learning or development or self-care part even changes. It probably enhances a little bit more because maybe how you took care of yourself prior to having a child or prior to being in a relationship changes because you have these demands now on you, someone pulling for your attention, that man or that child or both um, at the same time. And so then just knowing how to love yourself like through those different stages and phases of life and stages and phases of that relationship is really important. <laughs> it also kind of teaches you, okay, was this the right situation? Like, is this, are me and this person truly on the same page? Or are me and this person kind of drifting apart? <laughs> or are me and this person like going in the same direction in life? Um, I think it kind of grows you up a bit to where it's like, well, what you wanted at 20-something looks a little bit different as you see your, what you want in your mid-20s or your late-20s compared to what you want, like, even in your 30s, mid-30s or whatever that case is. But, like, knowing that self-care is the best care, but it's going to always keep evolving, like, I don't know, I have a 10-year-old now, that sounds crazy. <laughs> And it seems like, hey, um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I feel like as a mother, you're always going to kind of, and as a woman, you're always going to have to keep working toward that self-care and self-improvement, 
even a single parent who's looking to date and like looking to figure out what it is that you want coming out of a relationship and wanting to get to the next bit. Um, so I agree with everything that you said, I just wanted to like add those points as well um, to Brittany's Perfect. question. Thank you. So we're going to switch gears. We talked about that self-care and and what that, you know, we, we touched briefly on it. Dominique, you kind of have a question that's kind of a, a good transition. So you want to you want to ask your question? Yeah, sure. So we've um, um, talked about, you know, kind of the, the ups and downs of, you know, being single. But what about some of the advantages of being single? I know, you know, oftentimes as women in our 30s, you know, and beyond, we tend to focus on those disadvantages, you know, um, you know, like what, what, are, what are friends and family, what they think, what are they going to say, um, loneliness, lack of companionship, um, you know, obviously wanting to have children and, and, and not, you know, not having children because of our singleness. But what are some of the advantages or some of the, the, the perks of being single? Well, I'll start being the, being one of the, the single folks with no kids. So when I leave my home, it is the same way when I come back home. <laughs> When my when I look in my fridge, my food is the same food in the fridge. <laughs> then with you know, like it drives me absolutely up a wall when I have to you know when I'm with family and I'm like, wait, where's my where's my snacks? And my snacks get eaten up, friends. And so I I, I know it's. Silly and it's trivial, but look here. The fact that there is no one disturbing my peaceful place. Like when I leave, I come back, nothing to move. I'm not looking if I'm looking for something it's because I'm clumsy and I'm and I I put it somewhere where it wasn't supposed to be. Um and so I I'd say that's the advantages of being single for me. It's and plus I have the like if I leave the house, I don't have to call nobody and be like, Hey, I'm leaving the house <laughs> Like I just leave. I'm out. I, I get I get on out. So I I I like being single actually. I I've and I've just you know, this whole kind of journey for me, this whole self love and you know, mental health and, and wellness journey. Baby, I love this. I love me. I love my space. I love my peace. Um, but I will say this, kind of switching gears, and you all can also talk about the advantages of singleness, but you did have another question, Dominic, that I think I would love for everyone to speak about. Could you, could you say that question? Yeah, sure. So the other question deals with self-love. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not big into like social media and all that, but I do at least have an Instagram account. And I feel like every day as I'm scrolling, scrolling through, I see several posts about self-love. So what is it, number one? Why is it so important? And what does it look like in action? I would say that it is um, kind of the manifestation of 
how you treat yourself, how you should feel about yourself, because if you can do it, then you can tell other people how to do it. And it's just, you know, giving yourself the love that you would give to, frankly, any child, any partner, um, anybody that you, you know, your heart just oozed over, you know, you give and you give and you give. But when you um, do that, you can't forget to do that for yourself as well. And that's what it means to me. And when you have that self-love, then you don't let people treat you any kind of way or talk to you any kind of way. Um, And it takes some time. Like we are taught how to, you know, be polite to others. We're taught how to speak to other people and treat other people. But we're not really taught, you know, in school how to treat ourselves and how to love on ourselves. So for me anyway, that's my experience. And it's taken some time to learn, you know, the the whole practice of self-love. So I'll leave that comment there. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> I think All I right, so I got to go there. This is this is Brittany. I'm sorry, Brandy. Do you want to go? go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to um, actually tie the two questions together. So advantages of being single and then um, aspects of self-love. So, um, and it's something I'm still learning. You know, obviously, I don't wake up every day like, oh, I'm single and I just love this. I love being by myself. I love, I don't do that uh, every day because um, reality is some days I'm like, oh, well, yeah, okay, God, I'm still single. But, um, you know, for me, um, a huge part <laughs> that I'm still learning is when I'm, when it's me, I got, I know where I stand with me. I don't, sometimes, you know, when you out here, um, you know, entertaining folks, you know, always know where you stand and that kind of takes away from your peace. So when I'm able to kind of get back to, you know, I'm a child of the King. I know God got me. Um, I know whose arm, I, whose arms I rest in at the end of the day. Um, for me, that kind of brings me into a place of peace and self-love. Like I know for a fact that I am loved by the creator of this universe. And to me, I always have to come back to that. Um, regardless of, you know, what, what it, whatever anybody else is doing um, or saying or the confusion um, that's out here, um, for me, it's just always coming back to a place of just awe and amazement of who I serve and whose child I am. So I had to go there. I'm sorry. That's just me. But Amen. Amen. See, it I, is what it is. Stop, but I don't know how that's going to come through on the audio either. <laughs> So now we we we've realized the stomping and snapping may not come may not come through well. I got no, it. I'm hey, taking notes. This is the first one. It's all it, 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 and that's our um, throwing that out in the atmosphere. Stomp, stomp, clap, clap, snap, snap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to add to it. Everyone um, was saying um, the benefits of being single. I think that's a hard one, probably because a lot of my identity is tied up in being a mother, so I don't necessarily feel single in that sense, like where I could completely focus on me. But prior to having a child, prior to like all of those things, I felt like the advantage was being able to just focus on the purpose, uh, on like what I felt my purpose and passions are. 
um, and just without interruption, I guess you could say, like being able to devote complete time and attention to whatever I felt my passion is, um, which I, you know, later learned, you know, is also my purpose. Um, I feel like self-love for for me, um, I know Beyonce made the song Flawless and all of that. For me, I'm not flawless. Like I have attitude problems. I have like good days, bad days. <laughs> I just feel like I'm, I'm a woman. So um, self-love for me is embracing all of those rough parts, right? And um, and like learning not to live with it where it's like you're being complacent, but learning to embrace it is a form of like your journey, your healing, your development, like using it as a stepping stone towards growing and becoming better. So to me, that's what self-love is, embracing all of those dimensions of yourself, the good, the bad, the ugly, even the ratchet, all of that. <laughs> um, and so um, I think that's a big part of stuff <laughs> because, um, you know, it's nice. You put a, a little face on, you put, you know, you put your best self forward. Um, kind of what someone mentioned earlier when you're dating and you're bringing your representative, like when you truly start dating yourself, you know, like, okay, I came home. My house is exactly how I left it. My bedroom looks a mess. Like that's not my best representative, but you're dating. It's like, oh, okay, everything put neatly and tucked away in the right place. Like, no, it was a rough week. Like I was traveling all week. Everything is all over the place. So self-love is like, you know, it's okay. Like you're not on all the time <laughs> and that's okay. Um, you're not your best self all the time, but that is also okay. It don't give permission to stay that way, but it does give leniency to know that, you know, you're human <laughs> and, and flaws and all, like you're okay. So I th- that's kind of like, and and why it's important, um, I think was your last question that you asked, um, Dominique. I think it's important because we live in this world of social media and everything is about the looks and the picture and doing things mm. for the gram and what, what looks good. That's not real. Um, it, it's not real all the time. I think some of it is real. And I think a lot of it is like, what are we putting on and what are we putting out there? And is is that truly who we are? <laughs> so I think it takes away from authenticity when you can't really embrace all of who you are, flaws and all. I love that. I love that. And I mean, even talking about, and of course, this is the dream queen, and talking about, you know, Instagram, you know, I, <laughs> it's so funny because that has become a thing, right? The, you know, flexing for the gram or, you know, Instagram models and everybody looking, you know, hourglass figure. And like this, these are the things that's, you know, surrounding us. And it, it's hard sometimes to feel amazing when you are surrounded by those images and you don't look like that. Um, But I would say, what is self-love? Self-love for me is owning a full-length mirror, walking in front of it completely naked and loving every bit of what you see. 
and loving every bit of who you are. Looking in that mirror, not only at the physical pieces, you know, the physical outside, but also admiring the woman you've become, admiring the person you've become, and owning it. <clears throat> One of the things that um, I talked about when I was in Seattle, um, I, I told all the participants to write down, and those who are listening, you do this too. Um, write down on a sheet of paper everything that annoys you about you. <laughs> so sit there and just write it down. Like if you don't like it, you know, all the things that you don't like about you, all the things that annoy you about you, just write it all down. And so they took the time to write it down. And then I said, all right, so you have two choices with this list. I need you to either love it or fix it. That's it. You have two choices with these things that annoy you, these things that you don't love about yourself. You either need to love it or fix it. We do not have time for you to dislike something that you're not going to do something about because that is called baggage. So um, that's self-love to me. Self-love is just, like, like Brandy said, Brandy said in so many words, extending grace to yourself. You know, like giving yourself some grace, um, and 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 just loving, loving the the rough edges and appreciating the rough edges, and even when you can't appreciate it, you're working to make yourself better. And that's 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 to me, that's what self love is. It's just loving you. But I do recommend everybody, if you have not, you know, if you're listening, get you a full length mirror. Strip down, honey child, and look at what you got <laughs> and love it. <laughs> I believe Aya's question. So my question is, I'm asking for a friend. How do you guys achieve balance? So we're all busy professionals with, you know, purposes that we are chasing. Um, and sometimes we get caught up in doing too much, right? So what are you guys' methods for achieving balance? Like if you're starting a business and you're still working or you meet somebody new or you just have a new initiative you want to try, you want to be serving, um, what do you do? I don't know. I think I have, <laughs> to be honest, this is Dominique. I think I might be on like the other extreme of that. Like, I don't, I just don't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I just do, you know, I'm big one, like I'm big one getting my rest. I'm big one, um, you know, on doing what I want to do. I'm good at saying no, you know, to people and to things that I don't want to do. If it eat, you know, I put, I put me and what I want to do first. I put, you know, the things that are priority for me, those are the things that I put first. Everybody else and everything else, if there's time, if I feel like it, then yeah, I'll do it. You know what I mean? So I think, um, for me, it's just, you know, doing what I, <laughs> doing what I want to do when I want to do it and how I want to do it, you know, and, um, and just, you know, yeah. 
So I think for me, I, I've recognized that the life that I have built, I don't know if there's such thing as balance as there is um, prioritizing the chaos <laughs> and building boundaries around it. So um, for, I mean, I stick by schedule. So, and I have to, because I am definitely a workaholic. Um, I will sit here and because I work for myself, I can sit here for 12, 14 hours a day working on whatever work I need to work on. Or I will wake up in the middle of the night. And if I'm up, I will get in front of the computer and I will work. And so um, I think just recently, honestly, I, I put a very, very, you know, just structured um, calendar in place. So from this time to this time, it's for this. I made sure my weekends are off. Your girl is out here trying to have some type of social life. So weekends are off and that is dedicated to whatever friend or man wants to entertain me on the weekend. <laughs> now, if, if that doesn't happen, I will probably be doing something research related or maybe just Netflixing and chilling by myself. But um, I have decided that the weekends are mine. And, and learning to say no, like Dominique said, like that's big, you know? And so if I can't do it, I'm learning to say no. You know, I'm like, nah, I can't do that. All right, where are you? I'm not there. Thanks. So um, I think boundaries and then prioritizing what I call the chaos. I have multiple streams that I'm managing at once. And so, you know, even setting up days where on this day I'm working on this thing and on this day I'm working on this thing. And I make sure every... 7 p. you know, every, every morning at 7 a.m., that's the time that I'm going to pray, you know? And so I think for me, having a schedule and sticking by the schedule helps me get the things done. Um, now, I guarantee you when your girl gets some type of relationship, it's probably going to throw me all over the place. Cause I'm going to be like in love and in a hot mess. And all I want to do is talk about him <laughs> and it's going to be a mess. Y'all prepare your lives. And so, <laughs> but um, I, at least that's kind of how I do it. So I stick by my, my calendar and my schedule and I am learning to create boundaries. So um, this is Brittany. So when you were asking balance, I said, Ooh, what's that? Um, because I find myself like no two work days for me are the same. Um, some days are more stressful than others, but at least every day I try to do something like what Dominique was saying, like something that I want to do. Um, and even if that's as simple as spending 30 minutes on Fashion Nova, uh, trying to find some jeans, um, I do that or, you know, go on DSW or something like that. So definitely online shopping is my thing, but, um, no, I, I really do try to find something because a lot of my time is consumed with helping other people solve their problems and issues uh, due to my work. So, um, yeah, I definitely have to take time to kind of detox. And even for me, that doesn't look like 
being a hermit and sticking to myself, a lot of times when I need to find that balance for me, it's actually leaning into the people that I have around me. Um, so if it's calling up, you know, a girlfriend to go to the movies, you know, just to kind of relax and not have to think about work or um, business of any sort um, or going to the mall, going to grab something to eat with a friend and just kind of chopping it up and have, having some good laughs or going to shoot pool or something like that. Um, little things like that. I try to lean into people um, to kind of help me with that. Cause if I don't, then I'm going to be a hot mess, uh, super introverted, staying at home um, and being stressed all the time. So I try to lean into people and do things that, you know, help me relax and help make me happy. Yeah, this is Brandy. I agree with what um, what everyone has said. Um, I think I'm having to learn currently to just step back and say no. And I actually started reading um, this book called The Emotionally Healthy Woman. And the woman in that book, she probably, um, like, mother, career, wife, et cetera, and she just literally said I quit to certain things, things that were draining and pulling on her time. So I agree with um, Ariel, like prior to like becoming a mother and kind of living far away from family, just um, having like the planner and setting aside time for each and every little thing, but actually when it's time to stop saying, I'm done here, like I'm not staying late, I'm not gonna continue to work late or continue to like dedicate extra time where that time should be kind of front loaded in some other direction. Um, And so I feel like maybe to Ariel's point, the priorities, um, it starts moving away from maybe a little bit of balance to what are the priorities for the day or for that week or for that month or whatever. Um, and then balance it out with, okay, where were some things being neglected? Um, and if particularly time with family is very important. So when it comes to certain events or things that are going on, just making sure that I'm not missing those. So those are my non-negotiables. So I guess at this point, I'm just learning how to quit certain things, meaning just dedicate a certain amount of time, set some boundaries and definitely stop when it's time to stop or just say no completely. But then also to be able to, um, to commit to the priorities if family is a priority or if having sleep or relaxation is a priority, I'm, I'm learning now or relearning um, how to build that in and actually stick and commit to it. It sounds, it sounds like we're all trying to get this whole balance thing together. <laughs> and I think, and, Someone said that there was actually no such thing as balance. It was, it, it, it's just the, it's just you living life and you finding, you know, the time to do what matters to you, you know? And so I don't know. I, I know that my, my hope and my goal um, for this year is to create boundaries. And for me, boundaries are healthy. And they're important. And so um, one of the things that I want my listeners to do 
if you have not thought about the boundaries in your world and, and maybe there are some areas in your life that you have not created healthy boundaries for your sanity and for your life balance, make sure that you check those areas and figure out ways where you can create spaces where you are not overextending yourself. And of course, just say no. Like if you don't want to do it, say no. No is no is a beautiful thing. And I I think people get offended when you say no, um, because it disappoints them and their expectations of you. But that's their that's on them. No is a complete response. <laughs> you don't even have to give people like an explanation as to why you said no. If they said can you and you say no, that's it. They have to respect that. Um, and I think we do as a society need to do a better job of understanding that no is an answer and move on and stop having the emotional response to no. No is no, you know? So, all right. I have a question. I'm asking for a friend. I need someone to tell me. What is going on with everybody trying to be a freaking millionaire? I understand. I I get it. Like as somebody who owns lots and lots of businesses, <laughs> I get the, the pursuit. I have become victim of this society where everybody every day I'm hustling, every day I'm trying to get why are you why are you sleeping? I'm hustling, like all of this the, these things that's coming out here and it's and now everybody is either, you know, trying to sell life insurance, what uh fitness tea, like everybody's part of an MLM, and it's nothing wrong with the MLM. I was a part of an MLM, like I still am a part of one, but how in the world did we get here? You know, we got grandmamas and mamas and daddies who, some of them are very happy right now, and they are happy, not because they have the millions and millions of dollars, but it's simply because they have each other. Where did we lose sight of, I guess, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's annoying to me, y'all. I scroll through Facebook and every day, I'm going to be the first millionaire of my, it's okay to want wealth. It's okay to want money, but we do understand that logically, this is not going to happen for everybody. Did y'all know that? Like, in terms of, <laughs> in, in terms of mathematics, like, everybody ain't going to be a millionaire. So what what else you got? <laughs> I think I don't know. Anybody <laughs> else have some thoughts about it? It just it just bugged me, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this is Brittany, and I don't know if you and I we probably have had a conversation about it before, but um, <clears throat> yeah, mathematically the numbers don't uh, add up. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with you know wanting to be financially stable for your family and stuff like that. But I really feel like somewhere down the line we've kind of lost a sense of purpose. Um, like everyone wants to um, have nice things and do this and that, um, but we're so unloving and we're not um, really embracing of people. We're not compassionate towards people anymore. Um, I don't know. I just feel like we've kind of separated. Um, and I guess I could go into <laughs> a whole tirade about 
the church and you know the factors in that in that area but um yeah even in even in the church we kind of see that mentality too um as far as you know uh sow a seed you know of a thousand dollars and reap tenfold or you know something like that like that kind of logic and preaching so it's kind of been ingrained in you know in in the generations now that that's something that God wants for you. Like he absolutely wants you to be rich. He wants you to have this and that. And when I read scripture, I don't read that. Um, you know, I read a lot of things, but that ain't one of them. Um, and yes, there is blessing and yes, God can do whatever he pleases. Um, but at the end of the day, um, especially when it comes to church folks, and I'm just speaking from that realm, cause that's where I come from. Um, you know, do we want the giver or the gift? And if we're seeking the giver, then he's going to take care of everything that he promised he would take care of. Um, We don't have to seek to um, be millionaires. We don't have to seek to do this or that. And I tell people all the time, like, I've not really ever wanted for anything. It's like God has literally moved my feet for me in every direction and every avenue possible um, to get me to where I am today, Um, whether that's using my parents to influence me and to push me to, you know, climb higher or, you know, just even through educational attainment, um, stuff like that, like God has directed that. So I never really felt the need to be like, oh, yes, I'm going to be, you know, I got to do this. I got to sow a seed. I want to be a millionaire. I want to do this and that. No, like, God is enough for me. And of course, you know, maybe my circumstances were different. I may be saying something different. I don't know. Um, but for me, where I am right now today, God has always been enough. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I just feel like we've kind of lost a sense of purpose, um, a sense of humanity um, throughout the generations. I don't know how, I don't know where, but I don't know. Maybe somebody else has some thoughts about it. I do. I can't say that I agree though. <laughs> Um, I feel like the Bible says God's will is that our soul shall prosper. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to have life. He wants us to have health. Well, I think prosperity can be defined in different ways. But, um, I mean, he also spoke about us not lacking um, in any good thing. Like, seek, you know, seek ye first the will of God and he'll add all good things unto you. I don't feel like God's will for our life is poverty or being poor. His will might not be for everyone to be rich, but I do feel like it's enough wealth to be passed around. There's no reason that one person, that it's a, even an idea or concept of one percenters to me, um, or billionaires or trillionaires or whatever the case may be. That means that everybody could probably have a million. Maybe mathematically it might not work out for everybody to have a million, but that, that means there should be no homeless people or no poverty. Um, and if we all are using our gifts and talents and being a resource for others with the resources that we have, then the lack that exists shouldn't exist if we're truly using it to me for the glory of God and for the uplift of the kingdom and for the community and everything else. Um, I don't want to be poor. I want the money and I believe God will provide it too, but I don't feel like lack is God's will. <laughs> for our life. So I don't mind seeing people posting that they hustling because you should. Um, 
Uh, so don't, I think it's actually affirming to see that people are working toward their goals and their dreams. But I do agree with the idea that it shouldn't just all be about the money to where you lack humanity and compassion for others. But I think you need money if you're going to thrive and actually survive. You do need that because there isn't anything in this life that's free. Um, and that kind of go back to, you know, Genesis with Adam and Eve, like we lost that benefit a long time ago so we all got skills we got gifts and and part of that uh, concept in genesis was that you were gonna have to work so i mean if we're all putting in the work i think we should be reaping the positive benefits of that financially as well as in health and mentally and emotionally and spiritually but um i don't want to go to work every day i mean i have experience going to work and not making enough <laughs> or experience working and not having benefits and having to seek that through government assistance. Like I done hit the bottom. Now I agree with Jake Drake, you know, you started from the bottom, now we're here, you got some money. I'm <laughs> excited about it. I'm about to put it out there. <laughs> I mean, that might not be my personality, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like I know what it's like to be and hit rock bottom and not have nothing and you have to work towards something and being excited about that and just motivating other other people who rock bottom hey, work towards something or in fact you can go get a job you don't have to like live like this you don't have to stay of a poverty or be of a poverty mentality so um I mm-hmm. do understand kind of that could be the internet and everything is kind of saturated with it but I think it is important and hopefully that it's inspiring people to take the next level steps for their lives and and see, I I agree with you, Brandy. And then I also, you know, here's the thing, you know, God, God, yeah, no, we we don't want to be poor, but there is a mm-hmm. whole middle section there between being poor and everybody being a millionaire. And so, <laughs> you know, I think I think for me. This mentality, this hustle mentality is killing us. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely killing us. We are continuously going after this and going after that and to the point that it's it's ruining, you know, our enjoyment of actual life because all we're doing is hustling. Like we got I got to go do this, I'm going to this, I'm doing this, I'm I'm why you sleeping, I'm hustling. To what end? You know? Like when does this end? What is the number? And if it's if it's a millionaire and then tomorrow you die, what have you been doing? <laughs> like, and that's my thing. Like, I, I have this weird, 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 and y'all forgive me. I have a weird obsession with death a little bit. And what I do, whenever somebody posts on social media, you know, dang, we gonna miss you, rest in peace. And I don't know the person. First thing I do is click on their name and I scroll. And I go and look at their last post of, of the, their, their last little days of life. And you know what I see, y'all? I see a lot of people that was riding towards something that never happened. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people that was obsessed with things that never happened. Like this one woman, I just clicked on it, and she she was planning to have a singles um, a, a singles 
get together on Valentine's Day. She didn't make mm. it, y'all. Mm. She did not make it. I, I saw another young woman. She uh, she actually helped people with their finances. <laughs> but, and, you know, she's like, you can obtain wealth. You can obtain wealth. Did she herself obtain wealth before she died? Mm. Like, we get so caught up in the stuff that we don't realize that the gift is the fact that we are living right now. This is the gift. Mm -hmm. And if we are always so focused on where we need to go and if we die tomorrow, we spent our whole life working towards something that never happened. Mm -hmm. And so for me, no, no, I don't want to, I don't want to be poor. Matter of fact, I'm not going to be poor. I know this, you know what I'm saying? Like I, but I also don't want to focus and put my focus on things that don't really matter at the end of the day. If I die tomorrow, I would feel okay because today I made sure I sold into somebody and today I made sure I helped somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like I would feel okay. You know, if this podcast never went past towards today, guess what? I spent a night with my girls talking about random stuff on a podcast, and that makes my heart happy as hell. So, you know, um, that's that's kind of where I'm at in terms of this. Like, and I please know, you know, to to the listeners that are listening, I have a whole boot camp called Hustle Baby Hustle, and it's not about every day you hustle it. It's about hurry up and get whatever you're trying to do done because tomorrow is not promised. We are going to go ahead and wrap this up, but I would love everyone to give maybe just five words of a, (laughs) like just say your name and give five words. If you could just, whether it be advice or kind of what you live by um, and we're going to wrap this podcast up. So go for it. Say your name and a few words to wrap this up. I guess I'll go. This is Brittany. Um, advice. I don't really have none. I mean, I'm out here living, trying to do my best like everybody else. I guess if I could say anything, um, pray and study um, and always be checking your heart. That's it. This is Dominique. This is Dominique. I just say, um, whatever it is you face in life, no matter what it is, you know, face it head on and always be strong and very courageous in all that you do. This is Aya. Um, My motto for this year is just do it. So I would just encourage everybody, if there's something out there that you want to do, just do it. Don't make excuses. Just, you know, just go for it. 
this is Brandy. I think uh, maybe my, my motto for this year is just walk by faith. Like whatever that is, whatever that journey looks like, uh, whether you're going through a lot, you're in the valley or whether you're on a mountain and you hustled and made your way to the top, like just walk by faith and like not by sight toward whatever your purpose, dreams and plans are. And me, the dream queen, of course, I am going to tell you to make sure that you dream. And not only that you dream, you live those dreams. Life is extremely too short. You never know when you're going to get out of here. But guess what? You know what you can do in this moment and do what you can. It is go time. And this has been the Live, Love, Dream, Go podcast with your girl, Ariel. Ramsey, the dream queen. I'd like to thank my girls for coming out and coming on this show tonight. Um, today's show was sponsored by Imperial 202. Graphic design is marketing solutions for all. You can visit them online at imperial1002.com. Of course, Italy. That's jewelry and accessories. Guess what, guys? It is bridal prom and pageant season and we have the right piece of jewelry for you. Go to e-d-e-l-e dot com. Also this show is sponsored by Puzzles Travel. Look up Puzzles Travel on Facebook. We love helping you peace travel dreams together. Of course we also have Shine on Skin that is shineonskin.com your SOS for all your skin care needs and ladies I forgot to tell you if you go to shineonskin.com and reach out to Talisha she will hook you up with some goodies for being on the show so look, look that up and then finally our final sponsor of the night is Artifact and you can go and that's with an I in the middle so it's A-R-T-Y-F-A-C-T and you can and they are a research strategy and innovation house bringing clarity to business problems through human understanding go to A-R-T-Y-F-A-C-T-C-O dot com to advertise with us Send an email to advertise at livelovedreamgo.com. And this concludes our podcast for today. I'm grateful you spent some time with us today. Until the next episode, this is the Dream Queen signing off. This has been the Live Love Dream Go podcast. Visit us online at livelovedreamgo.com and Facebook and Instagram at livelovedreamgo.com.